Hey guys, just before we get into it, we would like to acknowledge our podcast partners in Beyond Blue. If you're feeling low, anxious, or need to talk to someone, please contact the people at Beyond Blue. Their phone number is 1300 224 636. You can visit them on the website as well at www.beyondblue.org.au forward slash get support. Enjoy the episode. Thanks, guys. Hello and welcome to the Listics AFL podcast. I'm your host, John Van Norden, and here as always with me is my good mate, Sean Lewis. Sean, how are you doing today, mate? Going well, mate. It's a beautiful day. It's meant to be a cracking week down here in Melbourne. Uh, the combine's on at the moment, and um, we're gearing up into trade season. So uh, we've had, uh, obviously, trade radios kicked off, and they've got all the great interviews with uh, with the um, list managers and player agents and stuff, and they've had a few players come on already so it's been good to to hear some stuff start creeping through and um, as always with with trade season comes some uh, absolute corkers from from the fans about uh yeah um, Lockie Whitfield for a second round pick fans fans aren't even worth listening to it this time of year not like I don't know no that's not true I think it's good because it keeps the the conversation going around, you know, and, and it's important that people start to learn and realise their biases when it comes to this sort of trading stuff. And we'll run through that today with a lot of these these guys we're going to talk about. Yeah, so we've obviously still got a... Uh, we've got four uh, lists still to review. Um, we've been struggling for time a little bit and with trade week coming so quickly, uh, we just wanted to cover off on all the different trades so that we can um, at least get some discussion about them, uh, what's... I mean, what's most important at this time of year is the trade. So the list reviews aren't going anywhere. We'll, uh, we're just putting them aside just for the time being. Um, so how we're going to do this is we're going to try to do a, a short burst on what every player is worth, um, all the players that have been linked to a different club via trade. Um, just a quick short 30-second summary, as well as what we think that they should move for. Yep, absolutely. Um, do you want to kick us off, mate? We'll go in alphabetical order. So let's go with the Crows first. Yep, so up first is Eddie Betts, um, uh, rumoured to be uh, returning back to Carlton. A um, bit of nostalgia there. Given Carlton is literally nominated between uh, Betts, Papley, Jack Martin, uh, he's been linked to uh, Sam Gray, I believe, as well. Um, I think Eddie Betts is the lowest on their list of priorities. While nostalgia and membership may love it, um, I think for them, getting quality um, small forwards, which is definitely a part of their list they do want to look at, um, quality small forwards and, and flankers, um, I guess, in Papley and Martin are probably more preference. So if he does go, I can't see Eddie net- netting more than a, a late third round, early fourth round pick. Yeah, same. Uh, it would just move. Um, it'll be a contract, um, a contract move, so it would just be the latest pick um, that the club has. I mean, the only thing that might change that is um, if he has a change of heart, um, given that uh, they're recruiting a couple more players, as you said, people like Papley, um, who might be actually taking the role that he thought he might fill, um, and Gold Coast's offer would probably still be higher than whatever Carmel offer, so that might come through. Um, Brad Crouch is next off the list, and I mean, he's reportedly close to saying that he wants to be traded and that he wants to go... Uh, to either Gold Coast or St Kilda, but um, I feel like if he goes, that Gold Coast are in the in the box seat for this one. Um, 
Brad Crouch is a battering ram midfielder that gets a lot of the ball, um, and really they, they need some hope. So um, I could see that happening. Yeah. Um, you and I were talking about this one a little bit off um, offline today. Uh, something around one of their uh, one of their teens picks, so like either fifteen or twenty, and their future um, mid first round pick. Um, I reckon gets it done. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I think um, for the the contract that's being reported, and we are talking big money here. This will put um, Brad Crouch in the upper echelons of AFL paid players. Um, for that size of contract, it's going to need to be a fairly good trade, and I would think that it would have to add up points-wise somewhere inside to a a, a top probably seven or eight pick, um, which, to be honest, I think that's probably the high end of his range. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would probably think a straight swap for about a pick 12 would probably be bang on, but given he's still in contract and... The fact that they're the ones trying to poach him, I think, yeah, you're right. It's probably going to have to look like something like Brad Crouch and maybe a future third going uh, going up for this year's pick 20 and next year's pick 11. Now, with the go- we have, we'll talk about the Gold Coast packages in another episode, but with the Gold Coast obviously getting a huge assistance package, what it's now opened them up to is... is They've got the ability now to to actually um, manoeuvre and get some really good experienced players. And Brad Crouch is is one of those players. I would love to see them get him. Yeah, I would love to see them get him too. I actually don't know if the Crows let him go. Um, There's a little bit on that is the next couple of players that we're going to talk about. Cam Alice Yolman has said that he wants to go to Brisbane. He's an unrestricted free agent. Unrestricted free agent, so he can walk there. Um, It's been rumoured that there's a four-year deal. I think that it's actually might be three, um, so three or three plus. So um, let's wait and see how that plays out. But uh, good on Cam Alice Yolman. He probably deserved that. Deserved to pay packet and deserved somebody taking a chance on him. We've been saying that for probably the last three, four years. Three, four years that <laughs> yep. he's just a good battering ram and somebody else needs him, um, not the Crows. Hugh Greenwood uh, is set to nominate Gold Coast as a location that he wants to go. Yep. Um, he's out of contract, so he'll be offered as, I guess, it's harder to demand as much in the trade, um, especially because, as I said, he's out of contract and... Gold Coast would have the first pick in the preseason draft if he wanted to walk. So, and, and he's also 28. So uh, he's a bit of a different 28-year-old. He's probably he's a lot like Keith when we spoke about Keith a while ago. He's probably more along the lines of a of a 25-year-old in terms of his body um, kind of damage. So I think he'll probably play a bit longer. But overall, um, uh, if they got a second-round pick, I'd take it and run. Yeah. Probably a third-round pick is more realistic for Greenwood I think just based on his contract position is yeah. in he's he's out of contract so he could if if they if he wants to not sign a contract walk through to the preseason draft and walk to the Suns which would do his new team the best thing that he possibly can I think that they probably will just get it done for a third round pick yep um, Sam Jacobs and Josh Jenkins Jacobs is an unrestricted free oh uh, no restricted free agent sorry um it looks like, um, given Riley O'Brien's emergence, they're going to just let him go. Um, Rumoured to be the GWS Giants, which it's it's good move for both parties. I think it, it clears a lot of salary cap space because I think at the moment Adelaide's feeling a big pinch where they made a flag, they made a, prim, uh, a grand final, and the salary cap got squeezed at the end of that. It's where they paid a lot of players overs, and we're seeing them not willing to offer five, six-year deals to players. Because when they've done that in the past, which is the next guy, Josh Jenkins, 
it, it can come back and bite you. Like, so Jenkins was offered a, a pretty decent deal uh, five years ago, four years ago, um, and they, they matched it to Battaway interest from Brisbane. Um, and so Jenkins is now on a pretty high-end contract, and I think Adelaide for the salary cap dump with Josh Jenkins will let him move to a new club for no more than a third-round pick, probably even a fourth-round, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, and, and I'd assume they'd be paying a little bit of his salary as well. For well, he's he's actually I think he's publicly said he's willing to take a haircut. So yeah, um, I mean that's I mean he he understands he probably was on a front-ended deal as well. Yeah, potentially. So he's probably got a lot of the money out of it. So. Anyway, that's, I mean, for, for Adelaide, I think it's the right move because Darcy Fogarty obviously comes in, but um, Jenkins isn't, if if anyone pays more than a, a mid-third round pick, I think they've been stooged on this one. Yeah, I agree. Um, the same thing with Alex Keith is, uh, as it was with Greenwood. Alex Keith has been a really good player. He's a mature ager, but has probably a younger body just because he hasn't been beaten as many times um, by playing AFL for so long. He's requested a trade to the Western Bulldogs, and he's out of contract. So, again, Western Bulldogs would be able to just hold firm if they really want and and let him go through to the preseason. Um, and I think they... Well, they finished top eight, actually. They finished above Adelaide. So it becomes a bit harder in that circumstance. I think that something like this will likely get done for a late second, early third. Yeah, look, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, how does how do they get it done and what's his real value? Um, it's an interesting one with Keith and with Greenwood. What's their real values? Um, I think... Pick 32, which is the Bulldogs' second-round pick. Um, I think that probably gets this job done. Yeah, um, if, they, feel, if, they, if they want to pay it. Yeah, it feels a little bit high, but realistically, they've got... I mean, they've got pick 43 tied to St Kilda. That could be... That feels a bit more right. Yeah, me. they've got a couple of 40s picks. Potentially, um, they... 48. Yeah, potentially they move a couple of picks on. Um, like, get, try to just get a late pick off Adelaide back. I don't know what picks Adelaide have. Adelaide will probably get a fistful of picks in during this period. But if they could move on, uh, like, say, 48 and 50 and get a future third-round pick or something of that nature, they're going to need points anyway. So um wouldn't surprise me if something like that happens. Yeah, I think they might convert, but I still reckon probably around, yeah, 43 or 32 is a straight spot for Keith gets this done. Um, Rory Laird, I mean, he's been linked, but that's not going to happen. Same, same with Brody Smith. Brody, same with Brody it's Smith. Just not happening. It's, it's not going to happen. We're not so, going to talk about it. No. Let's move on to the Brisbane Lions. Tommy Cutler, he's sounding like he's coming back to Victoria. He's out of contract. Yeah, out of contract. Um, and, I mean, wasn't playing uh, much in Brisbane. He was definitely a, a depth player for them. Well, so, he, was a, he was a victim of their lack of injuries, really. Like, the fact that they had such an amazing run with injuries meant that you know, he was he was the fourth person in his position rather than, you know, previous years where he's been able to play a lot more. He still had some younger players overtake him, though, um, towards the end of the year. I mean, he's been playing at half-back wing uh, back pocket role for a couple of years, and Andsworth held his spot from the back half of the year all the way through to finals. So, yeah. I mean, I think that it would be hard to get maybe anything above a third-round pick for him. Oh, agreed. Um, just <clears throat> won't move for anything... Yeah, probably a third-round pick or later um, and move to a club. I think the Hawks should go for a player like him. I think he's in the right age profile for what they need to be looking for. Geelong would be another club that would do well Yeah, so I like him at Geelong. Yeah. Um, Louis Taylor, um, I guess, uh, as far as we know, I don't think he's been offered another contract. Um, He's out of contract this year. Um, Struggled, played a lot of knee-full. Played a handful of AFL games, but... 
Um, I think realistically, um, it might be best for him to try and look for another opportunity. Uh, I could see him working quite well at a club like Sydney. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I mean... And it's not going to cost him a lot. Like No, it won't cost him a whole lot. And he's been a good player. Um, I think that he's a confidence player um, yeah. because being a conf- like a confidence forward um, and being out of the side for the majority of the year and playing roles where you're not as... I guess suited as well um, makes it a little bit hard for him but I think that there are plenty of teams that could use Louis Taylor I think that he would be good at North Melbourne um, I think that he'd be good at Frio um, there's a couple of clubs that just like he's a runner um, there's there's no doubt that he likes to run uh, so all of those clubs that are probably lacking a little bit of that run um, he, he would suit even yeah. Geelong, to that uh, to, to that extent, I can yeah. see them making him fit. And I think realistically, we're talking late third, fourth, probably more fourth round pick because um, I think the contract he probably was on and probably will seek from Brisbane is reasonable. Yep. But um, obviously, that's not really coming to the party. So Nick Robertson's the other one. Uh, probably don't know enough about uh, the rumoured links with him, but. Um, He's not going to. He's not going to move for much, if anything. Yeah. It'll be a fifth round pick. He's a. He's been a depth player at the Lions for a long time, and when the Lions were a cell dwellers, and when they moved up, so he's a good role player. I can see why the Giants are interested in him, but um, yeah, I mean, as I said, maybe a fourth or fifth round pick for him. Uh, Blues uh, only Casbolt, um, who's out of contract here. Yeah, he's, he's been, been linked with who was it? I don't know if he's been linked with anybody, but he definitely wants uh, two years um, at least. So he's had his career best year. Carlton are doing the right thing by not increasing their offer because if you offer somebody off a career year a longer deal and then they go yeah. back to their regular form, then you're carrying a contract for two years. So it wouldn't surprise me to see him at a club that um, needs to contend now and needs to keep back. I mean, yeah. could could go to any of those clubs um, I'm not going to name names because I don't want to as I said speculate uh, but teams that need a key defender um, just a big call actually Collingwood would, wouldn't be bad there no 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 let's move no, on to Collingwood no, no. though um, <laughs> so Collingwood are the next team up uh, Jamie Elliott he's a really interesting one because I don't know um, he's, he can move for free so he's a free agent uh, Collingwood have obviously got a contract on the table to him. He hasn't come out and said that he wants to leave yet, but there's definitely offers on the table for him that are going to be larger and longer than the one that Collingwood give him. Um, so the Demons, uh, the Hawks, the Dogs, North Melbourne have all put yep. forward interest in him. I feel like Elliot will probably be the type of person that would go either stay at Collingwood or go to North Melbourne or Hawthorne. The reason that I say that is that I think Hawthorne are known for having the best medical team and he might just want to go there and get his body right and see if he can contribute. North Melbourne will have the biggest contract on the table for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he wants to leave Collingwood, either leaving for more opportunity via injury or more money are the right reasons to leave. So I'm not sure if he'd go to the Demons or Dogs. Um, but- so the Demons' big selling point on the medical front is that we've got just hired... Um- Darren Burgess, who's Port Adelaide's ex-fitness guru, uh, Liverpool, Arsenal. Yeah, I know Darren um, Burgess. And if you remember correctly, uh, Burgess, when he had um, when he had Port Adelaide up and running, 
they were averaging, you know, low 30s injuries per year. He had everyone up and moving like he's... Uh, that That's really the selling point from an injury standpoint from the Ds. And at the end of the day, the Demons have been into him for the longest. So, you, you know, you hear the, the talk around, you know, getting players to move, how you got to start showing the love a bit early. Um, and I think the Demons have been into him for a fair while by the sounds of it. So. Yeah, I'll be really interested to see how this one plays out. Um, Brody Grundy, uh, so the talks are just there because um, there's a gap between, obviously, what it's rumoured Collingwood's offered him and what it's rumoured he's asking for. Yep. Um, I don't know if the rumours are accurate. I mean, I think that I understand that he wants a long-term deal, uh, and I think that Collingwood would want to give him a deal that it works for them as well. Yep. I, I reckon that Collingwood's is probably more than three, and I reckon that Grundy's is probably less than seven, and I reckon they'll probably settle somewhere in the middle at five. Um, yeah, I think at the moment, from what, what's been kind of rumoured, is that sitting at about four from Collingwood, yep. which, is, which is getting closer to where Grundy wants it to be. So you're right, it's give and take. It's the same thing. I don't think the money's going to be an issue. I think that... Um, Collingwood will put serious coin down for Grundy. Um, if he was to go, what's he worth? Um, pick one. Yeah, he's worth <laughs> simple. Yeah. yeah, he's worth everything. If, so. if you if you you know if there's a player that's worth worth the number one pick this year, it's him. Um, and it's kind of staggering to sit there and say, uh, even though Nat Fife's just one of your second brown, though, I'd probably take Brody Grundy over him. Uh, every, forming a new club, yeah, every day of the week. I'd so. Do the same. Um, Darcy Moore has had some rumours I think they've all been quashed now so we'll skip him uh, Braden Sy is a really interesting one um, I'll, I'll fill in I think it is um, he's, yeah. he's out of contract nothing's been announced um, he was linked to be very. he was rumoured to be very close yeah, to signing a code. I mean, he's, he's, he's someone that I could see moving um, given that he's had a couple of issues at Collingwood like that um, playing basketball while injured, that sort of stuff, and also we've got enough mids. Like I, I like him, but Rupert Wills played his role really well at the end of the year, and and really got that spot. Um, and he's younger and less injury prone. So Cal Brown, yeah, Cal Brown's playing fantastic football as well. So it wouldn't surprise me to see him move. And, and to be honest, there like, are other clubs that need yeah, him. Yeah, he he would fit a lot of other clubs. Next um, club that we're talking about. Yes, that was I was just thinking of. Uh, Potentially, you know, com- competition for um, Langdon in the middle at Essendon would be ideal. Yeah, well, I mean, given that Joe Danaher is the next target, what would you think? See it, Sire for ah. Danaher, straight to love. Yeah, absolutely. Do you reckon that? I reckon that that's, co- that's enough comment number one from you. That's uh, that's probably that's that's, that's one eyed comment. That's not enough comment. Get it, get off it, mate. Um, but no, this, this is enough. this is probably this is if your you, enough. If if you take that as the baseline for. Um, the furthest away from what his value could be um, a low um, and then standard Essendon fans or media commentators that are ex-Essendon players are the complete opposite end saying that he's worth what? multiple first picks and- so uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend Essendon fans the Essendon fans that I know are a lot more reasonable than Matthew than, Lloyd than Matthew. <laughs> I didn't say it, you said that yeah. um, I mean look like it is funny um, I I saw the 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 what was it on Matthew Lloyd or was it on last night's trade table or whatever the Channel Seven show is that I'm avoiding. Um, they had a screenshot of a potential trade, which was like Carlton, Sydney, and Essendon, and it was basically like um, 
pick eight for Tom Papley, which to me is baffling. It's too much for too much. Tom Papley. And then pick four and eight to Essendon for Joe Danaher. For, I mean, Joe Danaher is a special player. I don't disagree. His talent is there. However, the bloke has an injury risk factor very high. So when, I, when, when we go and evaluate trades away from this and we can speak about our methodology, there's an injury risk factor we use. And, and in terms of categorization, Joe Danaher actually falls into one of the worst categories for injury risk, given he has missed almost 50% of his available games he could have played through his career. When he's there, he's amazing. But when he's not, well, that, that's money wasted. So to even contemplate that he's worth two high-end first-round picks is a no, like straight off yeah. the bat. Yeah, so you're right. And I think that... I reckon that he could move for a pick like a first-round pick, like as in a five or a six or something like that. Yeah, well, Sydney has five. Yeah, so I think he could move for something like that. Sydney would probably want something back, but I think that that's probably fair. Um, and I think I think that Essendon could also just hold him to his contract um, for another year, and his value would still be the same next year in a weaker draft. So well, the funny thing is, I think if he got injured next year and didn't play, his value would be the same. But yeah. if he has a down year, his value drops. Yeah, yeah. So that's quite interesting. Probably, yeah, no, I don't know. But I, look, to be honest, with with Joe Danaher, I think it's probably going to be one of the biggest stories to come out of this trade period because I can foresee it becoming a bit of a stalemate. You can I, you can see a situation. No, no, I'm not seeing a situation. What I'm saying is that I believe there will be. I believe you personally personally believe, believe this is my. You haven't you haven't had a 80 percent. No, no, I haven't had any of that, from mate. Yeah, okay. there's no there's no source random sources here, mate. Okay, but no, no, my personal belief is that I th- I think it's going to be a bit of a stalemate where Danaher is not going to want to come out and say I'm going, and Essendon's going to sit there and say we'll put in a trade request if this is what you want. Um, I think it's going to be one of those sorts of stalemates. And I think in part it's, it's you know, that, that I don't know what it is really it might be pride or whatever, like don't want to sully the waters by doing a formal request or anything like that. But, I mean, if, if there's a genuine will there for him to get to Sydney this year, I think uh, I would probably go for it if you can extract the right value. If you get Sydney's pick five... Uh, maybe you know Dodoro uh, and the team at Essendon will push for a bit more but I, I would no, take it and run I have no idea how Sydney would fit all of these players in the same forward line how you would fit Danaher and Buddy already is and Blakey already your injury risk I, and your is, is, is enormous and your height because you're going to have Sam Reid uh, Blakey like Buddy Joe Danaher if the but, game plan is just kick it high and long then that's a great game plan for this kind I, of I've got a bit. sneaking feeling we're going to see um, Nick Blakey in the midfield next year. Yep. Well, he was, he's a reasonable midfielder. Um, so, we'll move on. Yeah. Um, Fantasia uh, says he's going to be at Essendon, um, but uh, obviously Essendon might look for an opportunity to move him on um, if the right offer becomes available early. Can Essendon just have a lot of injury-prone players and, and like the huge potential and talent and Fantasia is one of them and he he's got no higher value than right now. So if you are going to trade or if he's going to walk at some point, you could extract your maximum value now. But I think for Essendon, that would mean saying, 
we're rebuilding. Yeah, I mean, it's like you would send out both Danaher and Orazio rather than, um, like, you either do both or neither. Agreed. That, that, that sort of thing. And you go for probably Port Adelaide's first first selection. Um, you might have to send them something back, but, but I think that you could go for that at least. Yeah, I think Port could easily get a deal done. Yeah. Um, Laverde, don't know. Um, he's contracted. I, I think he stays. He's contracted. It says he might look to move for more opportunities, but... I don't see I mean, it. in all honesty, I don't know. Yeah, I don't see the market. You're right. The market sort of dictates a lot of whether these players move, regardless of whether they want to. Um, the market has to be good, and it's not. Um, so, um, Benel is not. Yeah, a, sorry, he's, he's, he's not. A, he's not a Dockers player, so let's not talk about this in Fremantle. He's, he's, he's delisted. Yeah. So he, uh, he'll if he's going to join someone. Sydney's a great. Move. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But he's not part of Fremantle, so he doesn't have to be right. listed as that. Um, I think Brad Hill's probably the the big one we want to talk about. Um, officially requested a trade to Sydney has two more years on his contract. Sorry, Kilda. Kilda. Yep. Um, has two more years on his contract. Um, he was traded for pick twenty three or twenty six. Twenty three. Twenty three. Um, and that was a goodwill trade. Right. That, that was a that was a fair trade as well. Like it was. Oh that, no! You, you you always felt that he was worth probably about fifteen. Fifteen or sixteen? Yeah, sure. I just mean sometimes you can't get it done for the exact pick, and you go eight higher, eight lower. Like there's a lot of moves that happen like that. I think but, there's a lot of goodwill there from Hawthorne, which you know. Yeah, and I mean I think that um, given that uh, St Kilda have made this trade request, he said that he wants to go. He's definitely in contract that it's going to have to be a high price and it's still goodwill. So, I mean, I would say that at least pick five... It was pick six now. So, at least pick six, I would say, has to move to Fremantle yeah, to cover I, this. Yeah, I, I agree that pick six has to move, but it's what comes back. I think Brad Hill on his own is not pick six. I think that he still fits in that mid kind of... Uh, when I did... I was, it was funny. I, I did the comparison looking at the trade scenarios between when he was younger and today and and using and indexing using um, some player ratings and the funny part is is his value when he was traded originally was two picks higher than what his value is today and it's purely because he's three or four years older yeah and he's lost those potential games that he had yeah so he's got he's got a really lower injury rating he's a very high performing all australian i think um well, not sure. I'm not sure if he's all Australian. He's best and fairest. That's for yeah. sure. I could see. I could see. Say something. A scenario where um, pick six for Brad Hill, and I don't know. They've got twenty six, or maybe yeah, twenty six, and then they pick up um, Ed Langdon, who we're about to talk about. They got twenty two from Melbourne, and they retain that pick. Yeah, I mean, I would even think that um, they could offer the 22 pick that they get for Ed Langdon, as you said, um, who seems to be moving to Melbourne. Um, but we'll see where he ends up going for. He'll move for a second-round pick. I could even see them trying to sweeten the deal and get Dunstan out. Um, Blake Akers is the one I think they would go after. He's a West Australian boy. Yeah, but he's not the same. Like, as in... He's better. No, he's not. He he's, is. He's not. He's better. He's not better. Well, he's he, better. Well, he look. If well, you, ask St Kilda you, fans. You, yeah, fine. Ask St Kilda fans. I don't St Kilda say, fans on Twitter. No, no, no. Who's that's better, fine. Acres or Dunstan? Yeah. Okay, then. So you can have ten games of Acres or twenty-two games of Dunstan. Dunstan is a highly underrated player. I agree. Other guy. He's he, underrated. And Acres, sure. If you can get Acres fit, Acres could be anything, but he's not. 
Yeah, you, still, you have I still take. Games. You have to with all of these players. You can't just look at the best of that player no, and then no. go for the trade. Anyway, moving it's on. Anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, Langdon. There was some linkage there with Essendon as well. So there's. I mean, it's not just straight done deal to Melbourne. Yeah, it looks like he's just coming to Victoria. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see how he gets oh, there. It sounds like Melbourne's in the box seat. It's just up to uh, to them to get the deal done. Yep. Uh, Kat, uh Ryan Abbott has mentioned that he's going to be potentially looking for more opportunity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what the market's going to be like for him. Potentially St. a Kilda. club like yeah, St Kilda, Sydney, clubs that are losing rucks. Um, potentially like Darcy Cameron from Sydney. But they got Michael Knoll, so yeah, still you need more depth than that. They, they've got like they were playing uh, an eighteen-year-old or a nineteen-year-old in the ruck this yeah. year with their injuries, so. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he finds a spot somewhere else, but he's not a best 22 player at most clubs. So, no. um, Charlie Constable got knocked on the head yesterday by... Um, who knocked him? The Who's the recruiting boss down there? Stephen Wells. So he whacked him on the head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He punched him just flat out. No, no. He, um, he got on the radio and he said that um, they had spoken with, with Charlie and his manager. Um, and that they were um, very comfortable where I'll sit and Charlie be playing for him next year. And That's great. And so, I think that they've um, moved on Scott Selwood so that yeah. he can move up from being in the VFL to being in the emergency list. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> That's rough. Well, he's, yeah. he should be, he's better than that. I, I, I know. You, you know that I think that he should be playing best 22 footy. He's just not. Look, I mean... He, he was in the team when Geelong were like undefeated or had lost one game in round seven and then they dropped him and they went... 50-50 from probably about that point onwards um, for the rest of the Are year. Are you saying Charlie Constable is the reason? No, I'm joking. I, 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 I'm not saying he's the reason, but he, gun? he gives them another person at the coalface that can play that allows Danger and Ablett and everything like that to spread. Yeah. Um, in finals, Saltwood played a whole lot more time at the center square and the bounce. And I understand that they need leadership around that center square, but... Their game plan worked really well when he was on the wing, uh, controlling everything, and they trusted those younger players, especially clearance players, because they were playing guys in there that aren't necessarily as good at clearance players. So, yeah. don't right. yeah, don't know. Um, I think he stays. Anyway. Yeah, same same here. Tim Kelly um, is obviously the big cat um, to work out whether he is going to move or if he's going to stay. Um, I think he's fifty fifty to leave. And I think if he leaves, he's 50-50 to go to the Eagles or Fremantle. So that's... So, so he's 25, 42, 50. 25, 25, 50. So I think that I'm completely non-committal on which club he'd get to if he left. Okay. I think he's gone. Geelong's best move is to make it a bidding contest and he ends up at Fremantle. Yeah, but that doesn't happen these days. You know that. Like, bidding, bidding contests, what happened when players didn't have as much of a say, but he's just going to say, I want to go to this club and that'll be it. That, that's that's done. Yeah, but Freeman will have the higher pick than all the other clubs okay, in the preseason. Yeah, I know. So I, then his option becomes sit out a year or... Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I completely agree. I think that... Um, I, I this, would, this would be... As much as I get a little bit shitty with Geelong, um, obviously getting danger uh, very, you know, uh, cheaply because it was goodwill... And I'd like to see Geelong act as goodwill. Um, I don't think there's a lot of space for that anymore, uh, unfortunately. I, I'd, like to, I'd like to see it, but um, I think clubs are becoming more cutthroat. And when you've got Fremantle sitting there offering uh, pick five or four, whatever they've got, and, and you've got 
West Coast who can't really match it unless unless there was a nice easy swap like there was one mentioned on the radio today like you know if if Andrew Gaff's got this loophole that he's got in his contract um, would it be you know could you just do Andrew Gaff um, for Tim Kelly straight swap yeah I, um, I don't, I don't I, like I don't know what West Coast can do to I, be yeah I, I think that's just, I don't think they have to I, I think all they have to do is get Tim Kelly to nominate and the trade will get done so if he, if he wants to go it'll happen uh, and my guess is that if it happens with West Coast then it'll be 14 and 24 straight swap both picks this year uh, if it happens with Fremantle it'll be just 7 I don't think that they'll offer anything more than that because he's out of contract so they know that They've got a lot more bargaining. Yeah, so Frio, Frio have the highest pick, but they also have the best position in negotiation. Yeah. So I agree with that. Yeah. West Coast, I think, will have to pay well over. So I think it'll be there'll be something else in there. Maybe so, we'll see. That's a first and a second round pick for a player that was taken pick twenty four. And I know that yeah, he's just, he's better than that. Yeah. I know so, he's better than that. Uh, but the future first round picks aren't going to be as valuable anyway. So. I, I, I don't know. I think well, that it is... It might cost them a, a few, this year and a future. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Zach Smith, um, I mean, it's been mentioned that he even might go back to Gold Coast. Um, so I'm not sure. I think that he should move to a club where he's going to get more opportunity. It's not going to be a high pick if it's any pick. Yeah, yeah. It'll just be a fourth round or something It'll like that. It'll be so the swap. rough head trade. Um, Archie uh, from Gold Coast. I mean, we heard earlier, and we mentioned this a while ago, that he'd... Um, He'd requested a trade to Brisbane Lions. He's out of contract, um, pretty injury prone. I reckon probably given his age, um, that a second round pick is probably what the Suns will be going for. Yep, and I reckon a third round pick is probably what they should accept. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, Brisbane's got a second round pick at thirty four. And that sort of feels about right. Oh, um, yeah, that could work. Yeah. Forty four feels a bit low, and twenty one feels a bit high. Um, 21's too high 44, 44 is maybe maybe could, get done for that but yeah. I'd say 34 is probably about right given his age um, and the fact that Brisbane want him um, yep. so that's fine could, yeah. see that, could see that happening Ben King um, Jack Lacocious have both been linked back to their home states but I don't that's going to happen every single year for the next 10 so let's just not even pay attention it's, to them it's going to be Jesse Hogan take two uh, it's not it's like maybe not even like Jesse Hogan um, eventually left but, but a lot he was of linked every year he's linked every single year and every single year it was crap like yeah. I, I don't even think that these guys should be like don't discuss we won't discuss them until they actually come out and nominate and then we'll be like whoa yeah. that was amazing but Jack yeah. Martin has said Carlton as we spoke about before uh, I think this deal realistically Jack Martin I think a pick in the mid 20s is right uh, I think Gold Coast are going to want more. They're going to say, you know, 100 games, pick one in mini draft, da da da. I don't know how Carton are going to get this all done. Because I don't know either because they got no picks. They got no picks. So 41. They're going to sacrifice the future again. 41 and 9. So maybe they're going to try to send 9 for Jack Martin and their future pick for Papley or. Uh, some combination of that. I mean, the Swans would probably like that because they need points for next year. They're going to have two guys probably in the top 10 for their academy. Um, so, or at least the top 20. It depends on if the Swans are in the market for Danaher and what that's going to cost. And yeah. So like, it, they're, it gets they're, they're, very complex, very Carl Carlton probably have to acquire some points somehow um, in order to make this happen. They're so, going to have to sacrifice the future. 
Maybe, otherwise they could split. Uh, like, I think that a split might work for them, um, as in sending nine to Brisbane for maybe 16 and 21, or to, I, I don't know. And both those picks feel about right. In the- yeah, exactly, in yeah. these exchanges. So, like, just working out, uh, and if Greater Western Sydney, um, who we're going to talk about next, get a compensation pick for Tomlinson. So Tomlinson's probably going to leave them via free agency to either Melbourne... Um, where he's expected to go or maybe St Kilda or Western Bulldogs Um, but if he goes to one of those guys uh, then they'll get probably an end of first round pick compensation so they might have 18 and 20 so 18 and 20 for 9 is about fair as well and potentially they can use that 9 to deal um, some some other way they might be able to deal with Melbourne to get pick 3 yeah Uh, yeah exactly so I that might be part of it. Um, um, Aiden Bonner is going to be linked back to Melbourne while he keeps being restricted for opportunities. Um, still couldn't break in despite a raft of injuries in the midfield at the end of the year. Yep. So um, I think if he does leave, he's probably worth again. He's probably worth around that pick 20 mark. Um, he was a pick 10 a few years ago. Probably dropped a little bit of value. He's on a he's contracted for another couple of years, but I think um, generally speaking, he's probably yeah, round pick 20 area. Um, uh, we'll skip the next one. John Patton's nominated to join Hawthorne today, um, as has been rumoured for what a while. Do, what do you reckon Patton goes for? Uh, pick in the 40s. Uh, as much as I rate him very highly. Yeah, I don't know. Three knee reconstructions and, and everything. Um, I reckon, uh, uh, what's Hawthorne got? Pick 47? 47? Yeah, yeah th- 30 or 47? No, 47. Uh, yeah, I mean, I only say 30 because um, if the Giants get some points, um, the Giants might even want some points, so they might send a future as well and try to get that pick 30 just so that they've got enough points to make it. Just before we run off Tomlinson, the interesting part with that is if he joins Melbourne, he's actually been courted by St Kilda for about three years, reportedly, Yeah. Um, since he last came out of contract. Yeah. And it's interesting that they've dropped away from it because uh, I see him as a player they could do with. Yeah, I mean, it would just be contracts. I mean, if they're getting at Hill, um, True. then they might not be able to make it all work. And I mean, yeah. I would be interested to see how Melbourne's going to make it all work as well, um, given if they're trying to go after Elliot Tomlinson and uh, I think, Langdon. I think, well, Melbourne this year was under the cap, so I think we've got the, you know, how you can bank. Yeah. So I think we've got bank to play around with yeah okay um, um, Hawks so Birchall um, has been linked to a move to Brisbane um, he's an unrestricted free agent I mean I don't think that he'll get a contract and I don't think he'll get a contract to Brisbane either no he's just too injury prone now um, Isaac Smith um, will stay a Hawk I, don't, I can't see them moving him on either well I think, they, I think they just waited they waited too long on all of these guys if, yeah. if they if they wanted to trade in some of these guys Birchall Isaac Smith, Smith Bruce these kind of guys who have been absolute champions for them they had to have traded him in two or three years ago when these guys were 27 um, and they, were, they would have got first picks for them all um, but they chose not to rebuild and they, they really their value is pretty diminished these days. So they might go as experienced leadership. They're not going to go for anything higher than a third round pick. Absolutely. Um, next up, the D. Sam Frost is really our only... Oh, it's Sam Frost and uh, Billy Stretch for the two. Um, 
I think Frosty has been what North Melbourne and Hawthorne he's been linked with. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it probably he's a required player according to Melbourne, but we're probably not throwing enough money at him. Yeah, he's not a required player at Melbourne. There's no way. That's just well, he's, he's our depth backman, and yeah, given, he's, given, he's not. He's not a required player. Steven you've you've got yeah, you've got May Lever. Tom McDonald, Oscar McDonald, Sam Frost is not a required player. So well, he's better, see, that's the thing. I think Oscar's gonna. I think Oscar's the one on the outer. So. Yeah, well, I mean, trade Oscar, but um, at the moment he hasn't been out in the public. Sam Frost has been linked to people in the public. Um, I think that Hawthorne and North Melbourne are both good options for him. Uh, probably Hawthorne. Um, What's he worth? Fourth round, third round, third rounds, third, dead rounds. Yeah, I, I think it's dead rounds. Yeah, I think I if you, if I you, don't you think he's worth a lot. If you were squeezing, you could get a second and just. Uh, no, Give no. me a second, I'll run. No, 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 second. Yes, uh, mate. Yes, with, I'll take with the it. third round back. John, you just offered Colin with second deal. No, well, deal. Second, Sold. second with the third Sold, round pick John. going back the other way. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, um, I'm always happy with the pick in the fifties. Uh, ben McKay um, may. Look for another option. I don't think he will. Um, I think that he'll probably stay at uh, at his current club. The only club that I think might go after him would be Hawthorne um, again, just because they're low on key backs um, and yeah. they could probably get him for a reasonable price. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm a bit confused with the Kangaroos. I'm not sure which way they're going to go on their shaping of their list. Um, well, they're just going to move on players that aren't in their best 22 and haven't proven themselves. Like, as in, Ben McKay's been on the list for, what, three years now? Three, yeah. And, and really struggled for them this year. I think that it, like, they've just got to cut the cord on a couple of players, which is what might happen. Yeah. Mason Wood um, looks like that he might be leaving. Uh, there'll probably be some reasonable offers for him at Sydney and Fremantle. I mean, I don't think that, again... Sydney are maybe going for one of these players. I don't know which one, but they can't get Danaher and Wood. So That's let's let's say that Frio makes a bit more sense. Um, it doesn't. But even then, they're, they're pretty stocked. So again... To uh, be honest, the, the clubs for Mason Wood are probably more like your Hawthorns. Gold Coast? Gold yeah. Coast don't have many forwards. I mean, he could go up there and get a reasonable pay. Just got to keep him fit. That's the problem. He keeps getting injured. He's not, yeah. a, bit, he's not a bad player. No, he's not a good player. Oh, um, I disagree, but yeah. that's fine. Happy um, to disagree. Um, Port Adelaide. So Billy Frampton has been linked today. I think he may have even said he wants a trade yeah, he to Adelaide. Yeah, he might have told them that he... Oh, you reckon that he said that he wants to trade to Adelaide? Yeah. Okay. So I, I thought that he said that he wants to trade out of Port Adelaide. Um, I think it's I think it's come back that it's Adelaide today. Do, do they do they talk Adelaide and Port Adelaide? Um, not well. Surely not many. Yeah, it's about to say. <laughs> I, think, I, I, I don't. Think, I, think I don't reckon that. To, I don't I reckon you have that to leave your guns at the door. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't reckon that happens. I reckon that he might move, but I don't reckon it's going to be to Adelaide. I, I actually think Gil McLaughlin has to sit in the room. With yeah, them and act like a, then, a big dad. He would like, have to be in like a glass, like a bulletproof glass cage or something like yeah. that. Um, anyway, yeah, but, no, but I, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I think Billy Frampton makes sense to some clubs I don't know if it's Adelaide I, um, no I think Adelaide if they're letting Source go and they're backing Riley O'Brien I think Frampton's a pretty good number two and at Port Adelaide he's dropping a number four they've got yeah. um, Peter Laddams has come on obviously the lad um, Scott Lysettle take the number one ruck with Paddy leaving um, and Sam Hayes is coming along very strongly and I think towards the end of the year in the Sandful, Frampton was pushed to the side a little bit. So yep. I think this deal gets done for a very cheap pick. It's, a, it's you know, um, a, a packet of chips and a can of Coke type deal. Um, uh, which is Oak. 
Oak. Sorry. It's, it's Oak or Farmers Union. It's one uh, of the two. Farmers um, Union, definitely. But I mean, it's a. Yeah. Anyway, it's a. It's food a works. Very, They'll meet at Foodworks. Um, anyway. Very low deal. Yeah. Sam Gray um, is. I been linked to a couple of clubs. Um, he might stay. He's still been linked to St Kilda as well. I mean, I think he's a reasonable fit at St Kilda. Is probably the only reason why he might go. Um, but if they offered him a two-year deal. I think he goes. Um, yeah. I think Port's only offered him a one-year deal. But yeah. Uh, Sam Gray, what's he worth? She's uh, third. fourth. Fourth. Third. No, not third. Not third. Not for someone who can't kick a goal. Yeah. Plenty of players that can't kick oh, that have been traded Jesus. for higher picks. Dougal Howard's a really interesting one. Surely he doesn't go. Dougal, I, would, I would not let him go. Dougal Howard is contracted for a long time. He's a clearly best 22 defender. Teams like Essendon, North Melbourne, Western Bulldogs, the teams that he's been linked to, are going to have to pay to get him out. So the only reason that this would happen would be if North Melbourne or Western Bulldogs or Essendon, oh, Essendon doesn't have one, their first round pick plus was on the table. No. I, I can't see that. I can't see it happening. He goes for a second. He doesn't go. He doesn't go. No. I don't think he goes. But he's a second round pick. He's better if than he a goes. second round pick. Not quite. Anyway, uh, Sam Powell Pepper um, has been linked to Essendon. This actually could this happen. Is, this is a good pickup for Essendon if they can do it. If the yeah, I mean, it's a good pickup for Port too because Port don't have a need for him, um, and Essendon do have a need for him. So if yeah. they can make the exchange happen for a draft pick, then the get it done. The problem is they're going to need him when Ebert and Boak retire. Um, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> Paddy Ryder is officially requested to move to St Kilda. Yeah, um, so he'll, he'll find a spot there. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if he'll... Very move. low pick. Yeah, third or fourth. It would just be a transaction. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Probably fourth. What does St Kilda have really down there? Like, cause it, it's funny because this is where I think St Kilda could probably start switching over picks. So they've got a 57 in the fourth round, which kind of feels a little high. 57, 73, and 59. So, 57 I mean, probably is the one that gets it done. Yeah, probably moves for one of those. Um Ollie Wines contracted to 2022. That's some of them are not realistic. Um, Dan Butler out of contract. Carlton as well. Yeah, Um, I mean, yeah, I think that if these players all move, if these small forwards all move, they won't all move to the same spot. They won't all move to Carlton. Um, So Carlton's Carlton's met with every single small forward in the competition. Carlton's done the throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks method yeah I mean that's a, that's a great method because you, if you need a small forward why go after one when you can go after five if you True. get you got to get one so go after all of them I, um, think, I think he could fit well at Melbourne personally yeah I, I, th- I, I think he'd fit well at North Melbourne yeah I, I think there's I think he'd fit well at Fremantle I think there's a couple of clubs he'd fit well at um, Brandon mm-hmm. Ellis looks like he's going to move to Gold Coast, so that's what's been rumoured. Um, well, I mean, it's pretty. I mean, it felt like a bit of a done deal. I'm, I'm leaving Richmond uh, tour on the weekend. He played very well. And, he did, um, and I mean, it's a it's a great. He's got, it's a good, he's got two flags now going in your coin. Good good deal. Um, they'll probably get a second round compensation pick for him. Yeah, second or th- uh, or even a. Um, it could be uh, end of first, similar to Tomlinson. Yeah, it, I, I, I reckon he's going to be offered more coin than Tomlinson. I don't. I, 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 I Melbourne won't match what he's been rumoured. Well, then Tomlinson won't go to Melbourne. <laughs> I, I'm telling you now. Um, okay, then. So, St Kilda, um, Blake Akers, um, they've said that he's been linked. Might be the thing that gets the Brad Hill deal done. Um Jeez, I'm all over this. Well, you've read ahead. I haven't fine. actually read ahead at all. Well, I'm anyway, I, I just don't think that he fits their needs as well anyway. 
um, because I still think that they need it. Just a hard inside midfielder. I agree, but he's a step closer to what they need. He definitely is. Um, Josh Bruce off to the dogs. I think uh, an early third, late second gets this huge done. Huge win for the dogs. Great, um, great pickup. I think that he's a great forward. Um, so I don't know how they're going to replace him, but... Um, well, they, they, I think King. Ryder. And Ryder. Yeah, they're going to fit and Ryder Marshall. and Marshall in the same team. And they've got Ben King coming. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Jake Carlisle's actually been linked with Collingwood, is the latest I've heard. Interesting. Well, and, and I. We do have a lot of the right kind of um, culture that, that he might be seeking. So, uh, that, that's. Well, you said it, mate, not me. I, yeah, I mean, like, premiership winning culture. Um, he's a, yeah, he's premiership a good, winning. He's a good player, and we need good he's players. A, he's a very good backman, and St Kilda would be very silly to lose him. Yeah, I don't, don't, know, don't know how that's going to work, but I mean, I'd be happy to have him. Uh, Dan McKenzie, even if he moves as part of this rumored Zach Jones trade, um, well, he could he's, also, he's been linked as the deal breaker in about three or four different trades. Well, he's not. I mean, if that's because other clubs want him, that's fine. But I don't think that he's that much of a valuable piece um, to to include in a trade. I think, yeah, I think he's probably got value around a, a, a thirty third round pick. Thirty. He was originally selected at thirties, and he has not improved in value. He was uh, selected mid twenties. I don't mind. Okay, anyway, I, I don't mind. I think outside of St Kilda's best twenty-two. So I, I don't think that he's going to get a pick inside the twenties. Jack Stephen. Um, I didn't say twenties. I said thirty. Uh, it's still. Um, <laughs> don't change it. Jack Stephen um, apparently has requested a trade to the Cats. Um, be interesting to see if that happens. Um, I mean, I think I think this year, given the issues that he's had, and the fact that, um, I mean, yeah, whatever his mental health concerns are, he. He really needs to um, probably move closer to home, and he's from down that way. Yeah, yeah, I, and, and, and I, I, could, I could see. I completely agree. I mean, I think if he, I think if he wants to continue playing football, and St Kilda are happy to uh, facilitate the move, then which they sound like they're willing to do. Then thirty six gets it done. Um, yeah, which is bloody cheap for him. Yeah, um, I mean it is, but it's the like he's going to play for two years. Um, so oh no, I reckon he's, he's thirty one. Is he? Yeah, he's old. I thought he was only like twenty seven. No, yeah, he's getting much older than what you think. So there's a later pick than what Ablett moved for, and I know Ablett's thirty four, but I reckon Stevens only got two to three years left in him. So that pick Surely not thirty one. You're kidding me, right? Look it up. Let's yeah, let's I'm, I'm let's check. Look. I'm going to look this up. Let's check. Um, next club is the Sydney Swans. Darcy Cameron apparently nominated... No, he's 29. 29, okay. He'll be 30 he's, he's, next year. He's your age. It's a great age. Um, Darcy Cameron set to join Collingwood. Apparently, I don't necessarily know where the value in the move for him is. Um, potentially as the... To play second fiddle. Yeah, well, it may be VFL number one rock. Well, potentially is um, the new Mason Cox uh, because he's potentially a better footballer than Mason Cox, and um, we we just look for a target. So if he's good at being a long target down the line that can bring the ball to ground, then maybe that's all that we needs to be. Um, but yep. I mean, um, I, I would prefer to move to a club where there's going to be more number one rock opportunities. Again, this so, is a low pick. Yeah, low pick. Um, Zach Jones. Uh, Oh, this is a good one. What do you reckon he's worth? He's worth a second round pick. I just... Oh, come on, mate. He's worth more than that. No, he's not. 
If people are talking about Tom Papley being worth bloody in picking the teens... Tom Papley's a better player than Zach Jones. Zach Jones is not that much worse. No, they he's are not. roughly equivalent. Yeah, but I reckon that Papley's worth 15. I reckon that Zach Jones is probably worth 20, 22. I reckon that he's worth a... So an early second. Because I, I take... When you say just a straight second, yeah, I, I take like 28, 29. Se- se- second's hard. Second round, because the difference in value between 20 and 36 is... It's huge. It's huge. It's, it's a big... That's your transition point in your draft. Yeah, so... If, you, um, if, he's, if you're talking the difference between 15 and 20, yeah, no problems. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how this gets done. Again, I don't know how some Kilda do this. They have to split, and in that case, I don't know where they're going to get the points for Hill. Um, so I don't know how all of their trades are going to work. But uh, I mean, he could just go to another club. I mean, this, this is why McKenzie is being linked as a deal breaker. Yeah, because if they can get, if they can, if they could move McKenzie and I don't know what the Swans have got in the in the mid second round. 25. 25. If they could do something like that um, for Zach Jones, that might work for the Swans. Um, given well, no, that's... Sorry, you asked me what pick Sydney had. St Kilda... Oh, sorry. ...don't have any picks in the 20s. No. Uh, so Dan McKenzie plus a pick. Yeah. So their next pick... So they need to get a pick back for Hill. Their next pick is 57. So they need to get uh, Fremantle's pick 20-something, 20 26. Six. Which so get that. That's how that deal gets done. Yeah, I reckon that's tough as well because Fremantle needs to keep some points. So maybe if Fremantle get 57 back as well, maybe yeah. that works. Like, is he in 57? This is going to be a lot of deck shuffling this year. Yeah. Um, and clubs are going to hold on as well. We've already mentioned on. Papley um, that he's nominated Carlton, uh, but he's contracted for a long, long time. Long. So I don't, I don't know how that's going to happen as well. Um, we'll just have to wait and see how it pans out. Um, and... Chris Maston was delisted by West Coast. I don't think that he's going to have um, luck. any luck finding a new contract. Unfortunately not, but he, he retires as a dual premiership player. Yeah, and West Coast, Western Bulldogs are the last club. They haven't been linked. They've been linked to people. They've, they've had no players saying, I really want to leave this club. Yeah, they, the re, they re-signed um, Bailey Williams recently. The, um, the only players that are going to leave the Western Bulldogs are players that they haven't yet selected in the draft. They will be... Moving on draft picks uh, and making sure that they have enough points um, for Jamar and Google Hagen next year. Yeah, well, that's, so, that's their big, big, big one. Next so year. it won't surprise me if they just move that stuff around and make sure they have enough points. Um, so that's our draft update, our, tra- um, our trade update, sorry. We probably should uh, thank theraw.com.au for the list we've just used. Yeah, um, they're, they're always a good source of footy news. Um, and I mean, obviously, the analysis and stuff like that is our own. Yeah. Um, but it's a good list of um, if, if you're just trying to see who's connected to which kind of clubs. Well, at the end of the day, like this is the information that where people get linked. It's nice to have a single source and it's nice that there's uh, contributors who go and... Uh, I guess make everything into a single source on that website for us to make yep. our lives a little bit easier. Saves me three days of trawling through thirty thousand news articles to pull it together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, mm. But I, I mean, I hope this has helped. I guess um, shape some of your insight as to how the trades might play out. It's going to be there's a lot of people linked this year. So I mean, either this is going to be the biggest trade period ever. Or this is going to be the biggest bummer ever. Um, I actually this- think this is going to be a big trade period. And, and I really believe that there are a lot of very active clubs who don't have strong hands, which means that there are a lot of clubs who are going to tax their future. And they're going to get into the, the debt spiral um, that, that a lot of... Uh, 
countries yeah. like to get into. Yeah, you're right. I think that um, West Coast are well-placed yeah. um, to take advantage of that. West Coast um, got a few future trades from last year, and they might be able to just offload a couple of those second-round picks and get some first-round picks next year as well. GWS. GWS are going to have a big hand, so... Um, it, I think a couple of those clubs that have a fistful of picks might be able to just work out a way to... I think any club that hasn't taught, hasn't sacrificed this year or hasn't significantly sacrificed. So they might have traded away one of this year's picks. But if you hold your... I believe if you hold your first two picks in this year's draft, you've got a strong hand to deal with a trade table because you have a look at what we've just gone through. There's not a lot of players worth a first. Yep. A lot of players second, a lot of late thirds and early fourths. Um, everything in between, kind of not really that important. So it, any club that's held their first two picks is going to have the ability to be flexible. So I could see a club like Melbourne trying to hold on to pick 22 this year and hold it for draft night to split it because I think that the value they can get on draft night is going to be huge. Um, but I could also see equally see Fremantle pushing for that for Ed Langdon um, because they want that same pick for the same reason because it's got a lot of value to them. Yeah. On draft night, the right club at pick 22, which is another one of those interchange points between talents that we've spoken about in other podcasts with this year's draft, I think that that pick could potentially end up being 26 and 35 this year. Like you could easily split it into two with not a lot of slipping involved. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, and, and smart clubs will send one of those into the future as well just to make yeah. sure that they're staying ahead of the curve. And especially if you've got NGA kids or anything like that. Yeah. And, and, this, is, and this is really where like clubs like Carlton and St Kilda and that, which have traded away a lot of their picks, yes, they still hold their first round, but um, at what cost? Yeah, yeah you're so, right. Um, yeah, clubs that make sure they get at least one future first future pick additional to their hand going into the next year are always at an advantage um, and as you said it's a spiral um, yeah. so you have to make that play at least once uh, but then you can potentially trade your second round pick for two second round picks uh, a future and a current or yeah. a two later second round picks and you can start to really be um, smart about it so and that's where like clubs like Hawthorne have done amazing to, they got Wingard last year but didn't hurt this year yeah. So, yep. I think that's yeah. We've really got to make sure it's a it's clubs are thinking about how they trade for the future and stop, you know, just burning. Like a St Kilda and Carlton really going to get better. Yeah, and re- regardless of the strength of the draft as well, I understand people wanting lots of picks in last year's draft. I get that, um, but and not potentially wanting picks in the following year's draft, like as in twenty twenty draft, not wanting picks in that draft just because it looks like it's going to be weaker. You have to make picks. Every single year you're going to make picks, so you might as well have them at the top. But they're uh, also your trade asset. Yeah, exactly. So you need to... Exactly, the currency. So uh, it's really important to get multiple of them. We actually yeah. have to buzz away. Um, lots of stuff happening in our lives. I can update you on it um, in one of the next podcasts. <laughs> but uh, thank you very much again for listening. And uh, yeah, look forward to speaking with you all soon. Catch you guys. See ya. If you constantly worry that the worst is going to happen... You're not alone. One in four Australians will experience anxiety. No one anxiety is talking. Visit Beyond Blue to start a life beyond anxiety.